Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. Great to have you with us here today. And I got to tell you, originally I had uh, scheduled or was going to schedule something to, about politics with the election coming up Tuesday. And you know what? I'm I'm kind of done with it. it. Let's just get Tuesday over with and let's let's move on with life. And I thought let's let's do something different today. And I'm uh, so happy that uh, this worked out because uh, we've got Scott Poole with us. Scott is with the American Ghost Project, and he is joining us here today to talk about. Uh, what they're doing and what it's all about. And, Scott, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the recognition and being a part of your show. So let's just, for people that have no idea, because I know this is still kind of new for, for you guys, what is the American Ghost Project? Well, first and foremost, we are a historical preservationist group that uh, takes a little bit different approach to historical preservation. We bring focus to old and abandoned properties, of course, by gaining access to them the, the right and legal way by asking the property owners. And then while we're in the building itself, we of course, we research beforehand and get all of the historical information accurate that we can. And of course, our equipment allows us to focus on more than just what is physically in front of you. So we're looking for any indications that there's paranormal activity within the confines of that structure. So I want to get into the paranormal part, but let's talk about the historical part. What is it about that that is attractive to you? Like, Why are you passionate about that historical part of what you do? That's a good question. The reason for the passion uh, for history is just, you know, for the basic concept of, you know, if we don't learn about our past, we're destined to, to replicate our mistakes. And I believe that there are a lot of really neat, I mean, this area is riddled with Civil War history, uh, Native American history, that a lot of people don't really, you know, they don't understand or they don't know. I mean, here I am in my 40s. And I know very little about the Native American culture or the Mississippi mound builders that were here before us. And we're talking thousands of generations of humans ago. And, that, yep. and you're, they're, they're, they're here, and they're not here anymore, but the, the, the echoes of them are still here. And, you know, it's interesting, Scott, because... And, and, and most people don't know, but there's signs of it all around us. I mean, they pass by it on the highway, they see it with their own eyes, and they have no idea what that mound is or why it's just there in the middle of nowhere, but there's evidence of it all around us. That is correct. We, we were actually told from someone at the Historical Society, the Mississippi County Historical Society here in Charleston, that a, a few of the greens at the Charleston golf course are evidence of the Mississippi Mound Builders that were here in this area. They just didn't. the The area was already ripe for, let's just say, uh, a good golf course for what we use it for because the, they were built up, so they didn't have to do anything with them. And it's obviously not a natural geological formation, but it's it's all really very fascinating for me to to uh, to uh, witness it and to be around it and to learn from it and. Uh, and not only learn about the Native American culture that was here, but also about the Civil War history, uh, who lived in this area, and what impacted it, and who, how Missouri became a state, 
And, of course, not only just Missouri, but we're talking southern Illinois into Tennessee and Kentucky because, I mean, let's face it, we're, we're all kind of a part of the same area. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we put a lot of focus on the um, Hunter Dawson home in, in New Madrid. We, we you know, you can go there and see this home, and we know a Civil War battle took place there. But there's other really interesting areas like uh, down uh, south in, uh, I think it's Mississippi County, um, where uh, Ulysses S. Grant had his first battle, um, was right there on, on the Mississippi River. If you go to Bloomfield, uh, which is rich in Civil War history, and that's where the Stars and Stripes began, which was a military newspaper that is still continuing to provide information today to um, you know men and women out uh, in our military. I mean, there's just so much history here, and people have no idea. That's, actually, that's absolutely true. We were just in New Madrid to uh, piggyback off that, and you know, I didn't learn. I didn't know about Island Number Ten, the Battle of Island Number Number Ten, and different battles that were on different islands within on the Mississippi River, right there. And the focal point being in New Madrid, and New Madrid is also rich with history. So we want to bring all of this to light. And right now, let's face it, paranormal investigations are. It's kind of hot right now. It's kind of a hot ticket. And uh, what we're trying to do is just bring a little entertainment to folks and bring all of these older structures back to life, so to speak, because they've been old and they've been just kind of set back and forgotten. And um, it's time that they get uh, a new lease on life, so to speak. You know, it is funny because, you know, having grown up in Sykeston and my dad was from Sykeston, my mother was from East Prairie, and we would travel around when I was a kid and just kind of drive around and and they would talk about these old buildings. And and as a kid, you're like, ah, whatever. But now that I'm older, now I'm like, oh, I get it. I understand the importance of what they were trying to show me and tell me. I, I I don't know, Scott, I kind of feel like... You know, we we talk so much about Missouri history and obviously U.S. and and world history, but man, there's something about uh, maybe a lack of local history that I think is kind of important. That would be nice if we somehow taught our kids more about. And it, and that's absolutely again uh, very true. I mean, here I am walking in downtown Charleston because we were doing an investigation at the McCutcheon Theater, which Ross McCutcheon is is uh, restoring. And uh, we were just at the Russell Hotel last night. And, of course, Kenny Helsoff is uh, restoring that one as well. And I'm walking on this beautiful, historic uh, Charleston downtown um, with the lamp lights all lit up. And it's so it's picturesque. But, I mean, I always I, I want to look back and go, how long has this been here? How long have people walked on this same street and uh, thought about the future or thought about the past? I mean, you share... You share the history with them, and it's it's time people learn about it. And I think it's exciting, Scott, because uh, I know some things are happening in in Charleston, in in Sykeston. We were seeing some restoration take place. Cape Girardeau's done a great job restoring a lot of their downtown, and it seems oh, like yeah. there's this Absolutely. resurgence of people trying to restore some of those historical buildings in their downtown areas. Absolutely, it was. Uh... It was tra- it was tragic for me to see the Double OF building go down in Sykes, and that's the Odd Fellows building uh, that went down. And I truly hope that the board for the city of Sykeston, uh learns to cherish or, or takes a step back and says, "Okay, let's let's try to figure out a way to restore these older structures and and uh, you know find a use for them, a new lease on life, so to speak." Like I was saying before, instead of tearing them down um, and uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, the older we get, the the more uh, 
I don't know what the, the word is, but we, we, we just like that history part so much more. And we think back to when we were kids and how much it's changed since our parents were kids. And, you know, it's just really neat that we have these people restoring things. And is that kind of part of your hope, too, that maybe through these things that you're doing with these buildings, that maybe people will kind of take a second look at these buildings and maybe try to give them a new lease on life? Absolutely. We we just hosted one of our first uh, paranormal ghost hunts or ghost tours at the McCutcheon this evening. Sold out very quickly. Uh, we just posted it yesterday to sell tickets, and we've already, we sold out within just a few hours. We were kind of doing it as a trial, and we had an older lady come in, uh, bless her heart, saying that she had met her husband at that particular theater, and they've been married for 51 years. Wow. So there's just so many great stories for folks that and they, and they want to share them. They want to talk. Um, pardon the uh, the engine sounds. I'm, like I said, I'm in downtown Charleston, but um, you know, the, and, and we want to hear those stories and we want to share those stories with whomever wishes to listen and preserve them for future generations. Now, you were just in Sykeston not long ago, right at the old what, what originally was the post office, then it was Sykeston DPS. weren't you there for a little while? We were. We initially did a couple of night investigation just to, you know, get our feet wet. It was actually the first building that we investigated in, our, in the American Ghost Project's uh, lifespan back in May. And then we uh, went across the street or uh, a couple blocks over and went over to the uh, Old Delray Hotel, uh, which is right above Jeremiah's in the same block, and then came back for a five-night extended stay at the old Sykeston City Jail. And then we just did a partnered or a um, uh, yeah, partnered uh, function with the Historical Society of uh, Sykeston, or the Downtown Historical Society of Sykeston, and uh, had like a chili cook-off and ghost tours and an overnight ghost time. It went really well. Yeah, I heard a lot of great comments about that. And, you know, talk about old buildings with a lot of history. That old, again, originally post office, and then for years was the Sykes and DPS. I mean, there's a ton of history in that building alone. Yeah, it, yeah, it was uh, transferred uh, hands to the DPS in 65 and was a DPS building from 65 to 2012 when they transferred over to the new building. Yeah, and I do. I do. Well, the one thing I will say, not to get off subject, I do like the fact that the new DPS building and the Sykeston BMU building have taken the aesthetic of downtown in consideration to try to blend it in and not have these big, huge, modern buildings. I really like that fact. Yeah, I, I, I you can tell that the architects and whomever designed those structures, uh, and I, it's not getting off topic. It's just it's it's keeping with the theme. You know what I mean? It's it's great to see that, that it's not just going to be a big sore thumb. We're talking with Scott Pohl today. Scott is with the American Ghost Project, and part of that is kind of the preserving some history in our area, but the other part of that is also very interesting, and that's the paranormal part of it. And Scott, uh, we talked about you know your passion for history and just kind of reminding us all about these great buildings, but... Talk about this passion for this other part. Like, how did you get into the paranormal and, and that sort of thing? That's a fantastic question. I appreciate you asking. In 2014, on Christmas morning, my father passed away. It's Dr. Anthony Gerald Poole from Sykeston delivered a little over 8,000 babies in the southeast Missouri, southern Illinois area. 
And he was one of these individuals, very religious, very stuck in his beliefs. And if you asked him when he was alive, do ghosts exist? He would have said it was all hogwash and uh, would not put any credence into any kind of belief system in that fashion. But the morning that he passed away, within 20 or 30 minutes of his passing, he proved without a shadow of a doubt that our energy goes somewhere. And uh, he haunted the, uh, more or less haunted my mom's residence for a little while, stuck around. Haunting is such a bad word, but his energy did not uh, pass along as, as fast as we had initially intended. He basically proved to us that there is life after death. And even though that was several years ago, that notion of the other side, the paranormal uh, side itself, kind of it planted a seed, I guess you would. And if you've watched any of our shows, either live on Facebook or our pre-recorded uh, pre-production level stuff that goes on YouTube, you'll know that it's a family show. It's my mom and my nephew. We've also got a few people that we've met along the way that have joined us and joined our team. And we've met a lot of incredible people along the way in the short journey since we started back in May. So for those that are listening and, and, and you know, never thought about it or, uh, you know, give no credence to it like your dad did for so many years, when you say his energy didn't go away, and, and I know you use the word haunting, explain what does that mean exactly? Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. He passed away about 45 minutes into Christmas. And then the door, about 20, 25 minutes later, the door swung open in the guest bedroom or the, uh, excuse me, the study where it had all of his trophies from hunting. He had some personal artifacts. His insurance papers were in there. His mother's ashes, his dog's ashes were in there. A lot of his personal artifacts were in there. When my sister and I walked into that room, the air was palpable. It was almost as thick as, as uh, molasses. The hair on the ends of your, uh, you know, goosebumps all over your arms, everything, hair on the end of your arms stood up, and uh, you, you could feel the energy all around you. The whole, it's hard to explain, and you could smell his cologne on top of all of that. Hmm. So that was really one of my first experiences to, as far as a paranormal experience. And, of course, since then, since we've been investigating, we've had a whole lot more. So you, you go in, and uh, I know you, you mentioned uh, earlier that there's equipment that you have that I guess detects certain energy levels. I mean, what is it that you have that can help you kind of seek out the paranormal activity within a, within a home or a building? Also very, very interesting question that you asked. We use uh, camcorders. Like, you know, the camcorders have been out for a long time, but these are digital now. They, they, they record right onto a, an SD card. And they have a function on where they can see in infrared. And uh, as you know, infrared will allow you to see in the dark, basically, up to a certain extent. Uh, it's a, di- a different lens that allows you to see in the dark. So we've got those. We also have digital audio recording equipment. As you may know, a digital audio recorder or any kind of recording device that records audio, especially since you're in radio, those microphones can record in frequencies that the human ear cannot possibly hear. It is within those frequency levels, and when you play it back, the playback is played in the frequency that we can hear. So when we record something and a voice comes through, 
and it was spoken where no one could actually hear it, and then we can hear it on the playback, that means that that would be a, an electronic voice phenomenon or an EDP. So uh, as you do these things, I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking a guess here. I mean, is it normally sure. done at night? Cause I think when people think about those things, oh, it's always done at night. Is it done at night always, or is it sometimes during the no. day too? Oh, heavens no. Uh, I, we firmly believe, uh, as far as the American Ghost Project, uh, it, as a theory, that in the spirit world, time does not matter, no longer exists. So for them, and, and this is true for anybody that has ever been in a place that has a spiritual presence, You'll hear door slams, you'll hear foot walks, footsteps at all hours of the night. It just seems a little creepier for us when it's at, 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 in the dark, <laughs> so to speak, because we can't see. You know, it's just like swimming in the ocean. It's always creepier to swim in the ocean because you can't see the ground. You know, it's a lot easier to swim in a pool. So it's just it's a, similar, a similar concept. But no, spirits will, will inhabit a building and haunt a, and make their presence known no matter what time of day it is. But our... Our equipment. Did I lose you? you still there? Waiting for a truck to drive by. No. <laughs> our equipment uh, is better suited to record. Our infrared cameras are much better suited to record at night. So that's part of the reason why we focus a lot of our attention on on the nighttime. So you've been doing this for a little while, and, and obviously, I mean, I can imagine what was going through your mind, uh, you know, when you talked about your dad's study door opening and walking in and feeling what you felt. Has there, has there is it getting easier for you to witness or see or hear some of these things? I mean, I, I, I would assume that in the beginning it was maybe a little creepier than maybe it is now. Is it a little easier? Uh, it's interesting that you asked that. You know, 20 years served in the military— we aren't trained to necessarily run away from a fight. We're trained to run toward it. And I rely heavily on my military background to keep me focused and keep my team focused and lead my team, so to speak, into battle. And uh, when we go in, I, you know, I, I, I back brief them on what I expect, and uh, hopefully they'll take the lead from me and um, not fold under pressure. But, uh, you know, it's exciting. Every little piece of evidence that we get that we cannot explain is always very exciting to us. So for us, it's, it's almost, um, it's entertaining for me. It's, it's, it's a joy to do what we are, what we do. And it's, you know, it's a blessing to do what, to do what we do and to be in the buildings that we're in and to interact with the spirits on the level that we are. So is the real thrill then Scott really just to experience these things that in reality, no one can explain? Absolutely. You know, when you, you know, we were in the uh, manor in Commerce, just north of Sykeston, uh, up 61. Um, we've got a ghost on camera. And uh, I can't wait to release that footage, but it's a partial apparition, and no one can explain it. And I, we love capturing evidence like that that can, that can easily not be explained. And I'm the one that wants to debunk everything. And debunking, of course, would be, you know, to prove that it's something else. But this is just one I can't debunk. Well, we'll be looking forward to that footage then when, when that uh, gets released. And we're quickly running out of time. I want to make sure we have plenty of time for people to know how can they learn more about the American Ghost Project. Well, the easiest way, of course, is to go to Facebook and 
and search on the search bar for the American Ghost Project. That's where the majority of our information is. We do have several videos on YouTube under the American Ghost Project name. And, of course, we do have a website, theamericanghostproject.com. All right. And then I guess the videos are all on the website or YouTube, or where can they find that stuff? Well, I don't have them condensed and consolidated yet, just yet. Oh, okay. For the majority of the, of of them, they're they're on the Facebook page. Okay, great. Well, we'll we look forward to seeing that. And you know, Scott, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're in the middle of a project, and uh, take the time out to talk with me today. But I thought, why not? It's the perfect time to talk to you right right at the Halloween weekend. So, uh, uh, hopefully, Absolutely. people hopefully people check it out and uh, listen. Uh, we can't wait to see and learn more about what you guys are doing. And uh, you know, if anything, thanks for at least trying to preserve the history around here. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, Scott Poole with the American Ghost Project. Check it out on Facebook. Check out their website. Thanks for joining us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.